Hello and welcome to the first Hit the Target podcast of the 2023-24 Premier League season. I'm your host Ashaj Pratap and would be in studio today is a dynamic duo of Charlie Nagel and Mark Stradom. How's it, Dish? Good to be here, gents. Mm, lovely to have you. Um, the Premier League season kicked off last week. There were some some big scorelines. You look at that Newcastle, Aston Villa game, Chelsea, Liverpool, um, Brentford, Tottenham. Four goals, but you then nothing to separate the two sides. Which one? Which one of those fixtures caught your eyes? Well, I, I think for me, certainly the Chelsea Liverpool game. It was the standout fixture of the opening game week, and you know, being a Chelsea fan, I was very impressed uh, with that display. Um, especially, um, I know that the club is going through a transitional period. It's a rebuild, uh, a new manager, new players. It was a new look side against a, a Liverpool outfit that we. Most people, most uh, pundits expect to be challenging for the league title this season. So I, I was very impressed. That was a, a good fixture. Um, I also enjoyed the Newcastle game, Newcastle against uh, um, Aston Villa. I actually thought it would be a lot closer, but mm. Newcastle just looks so good. And it, I think it was 1-1 one, one at, at uh, you know, Villa did equalize and then it was just Newcastle yeah. one-way one way traffic over at Tunside. I think, I think after the, the, the injury to, to, to Aston Villa, Tyron Wings, yeah, I think he, he was substituted. I yeah. think on thirty minutes or something. I think from there it fell apart for for Aston Villa. Mm. Mark, but Chad mentioned the uh, Chelsea Liverpool game. You know, you also look at the first thirty minutes over there. Liverpool pressure, one sided game. There was just chance after chance, and I think the second goal, the second Liverpool goal went in, but it was ruled off for offside. I think Mo Salah was fractionally offside. Fraction, yeah. And from then on, I think the tide turned in Chelsea's favour. How how did you what did you make of that? I think I think Chelsea grew into the game, and um, with with all the the young players they brought in, I think the energy is, is has lifted. Everyone's bought into to Pochettino, obviously now of, or in the off season. Everybody's playing to one game plan, and 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 they're sticking to it. I think they they're making the right connections. The combinations are working. Jackson looks a, a real threat in, in the front. Enzo, man of the match for me. Um, so, so, so there was a lot of positives for for Chelsea in that game, and and it showed, and they were unlucky to to get the win. Mm, that one twenty that they spent on him looking like a bargain right now, eh? Easy money. Yeah, Chad, as a Chelsea supporter, how excited are you to see what happens with his career this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I think um, that was he delivered. Enzo Fernandez uh, put in a performance that you know that was that showed why Chelsea forked out that. That, mm. that money and 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 spent spent it on him. Uh, he's a he's a talented player, a young player who was instrumental also in Argentina lifting uh, the World Cup. Um, just at, at such a young age, he looks very polished. Um, it, he 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 showed his qualities, and I think you know it's been such a good week for Chelsea. Also bringing um, Moises Caicedo uh, and uh, Romeo Lavia as well. So he, he, it, I think Enzo. Um, has I think last season he just lacked, um, you know, just a good um, uh, player along, to play alongside him, um, to you know, just someone as equally energetic, um, able to you know, like just uh, make those bursting runs, have a good link-up connection, and I think we probably will see, and uh, not probably, we most definitely will see um, a, a, f- a a much improved uh, Enzo Fernandez, uh, the polished version of Enzo Fernandez this season, especially playing alongside such a top player like Moises Caicedo. Mm. From from what I saw, it wasn't just those lung busting runs. Even when he was in the middle of the park, you know, like towards a, the, the centre circle, he would just turn a defender or one of the Liverpool midfielders so easily. You know, I think at one stage he shimmied two and, and he just played it back to his defender, retained the ball, maybe given his team a bit of composure when they needed it. And he just did it so effortlessly. Look, he was just gliding through the lines and I don't know if you, you agree with me Mark but that I, was like I definitely agree I think he's playing in the right he played in the right position that game a little bit more forward than, than he played last season where he was, was was shielding the back four he was too deep so he, he, he couldn't play the game that he played against Liverpool now bringing Caicedo and, and, and Lavi I think he'll have that freedom to, to push forward where mm. he can produce those, those, those games more in the season where Chelsea can benefit. Yeah, you know, well, he definitely showed his class over there. And yeah, for you know, sure. You, you look at Declan Rice as well, moving moving to Arsenal this season. 
believe his fee was at uh, 105 yes so record record 105 for englishman eh yes sir. yeah so you wonder like how does that stack up now cuz i think Mo- moses caicedo is 110 yeah um so like of those three where is the most value for money was it enzo at 120 caicedo at 110 or rice at 105 i i think they Time will tell. I yeah, think. I think so. I think Time so. will tell. I think those three players you mentioned. Um, very you know, similar too. Very yeah. similar, very yeah. good. I think there's a reason clubs have spent so much on those players. Mm. They are brilliant. Mm. Um, and I think they're good investments. I think each each one of them will go on to have great careers. Mm. And um, I think it's money well spent. But time will tell which one uh, stands above the rest mm. as the greater player of them all. Mm. Yeah, well, Declan Rice certainly had a... very good game in my opinion I was watching him very closely in their battle with uh, Nottingham Forest uh, Mark and yeah. you know I think Arsenal had them in the f- in, you know I want to say for about the like, 60 minutes and then not uh, so convincing Steve Cooper yeah. he, you know at one point the the camera did a close up on him and he didn't know where to look he was just shell shocked you know then they went to the half half um half time interval and and it was like a different forest team that came out in the second half yeah. you know I, i don't know what he told them but they held on until the substitutes i believe he made uh i won he um his first substitution in langer shortly thereafter and the two substitutes combined to um pull one back and uh it was a bit of a nervous 10 10 minutes or so i think after after julian timber timber got injured the mm-hmm. game the game changed for arsenal and the foot got taken off the pedal for but and it wasn't too convincing but i believe there's more to come from arsenal it's just the first game you know getting back up to speed and mm-hmm. and and linking up with the new players obviously but i believe there's there's more to come for sure are you happy with the score line 2 on you know it's at the emirates last year nottingham forest being I'm, a I'm, relegation I'm not happy threaten. but i'm not happy but i'll take the 3 points for sure in the first game mm. yeah for sure how good is that goal from saka we can talk about it all day he's the star boy for sure mm. for sure i see and martinelli as well must be quite optimistic the, the, the names can keep on going take and rice it get I, i i can go the whole day but i don't want to do that and mm. um make my my colleague upset yeah mm. but um arsenal there's 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 more to come for sure look at all fairness it's a shadow of chelsea and now arsenal but you know you mentioned not not convincing performances and I want to talk about the United Wolves game because you know that one nil over there to United I I feel the uh, the result was not a true reflection I I think so I think Wolves came out to 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 play very well um that that striker Matias Cunha. Cunha yeah yeah he was he was great he he made some good runs through the center he he bullied Casemiro and and Martinez at the same time for the one run and unlucky to score but they they played well United too also not too convincing but it's still early days and there's there's definitely more to come well, it was definitely yeah. all i mean you look at wolves traveling to old trafford and conjuring up 23 shot in gary o'neil's i think first game in charge of them because you know julian lopetegui was the yeah. um manager who took them for the preseason who probably had his transfer targets and and now he was he has parted ways with wolves gary o'neil comes in 23 shots in in his first game What do you make of that? Yeah, look, look at just looking at the opening game week, the the fixtures are for for that opening game week. I, you know, in the betting, um United were 4 to 10 against Wolves. That caught my eye as I I, I didn't feel like there were there were many bankers uh, mm. to, to, or top bets from the Premier League or certainties as we like to say, although nothing certain in football. But I you know, looking at United against Wolves, I actually thought you know they were nailed on to to win and i think they would have done and i expected them to do so in dominant fashion yeah. uh, at the end they got the three points but they were lucky i was quite impressed with wolves uh, uh, a very spirited performance um they were just uh they had they had united against the ropes uh they were just uh, attacking attack wave uh, wave after wave attack after attack uh they were just coming in numbers their pressing was good uh they were good on the ball they were good off the ball they worked hard to get it when they didn't have it um and they showed uh their their quality and unfortunately they didn't they um the, it wasn't a fair result i think uh, unfortunate not to have a um a penalty and mm-hmm. uh, i think uh uh Onana's also was lucky to avoid a red card sending off 
So I think Premier League look, debut for them. Yeah, Premier League debut. Look, the, I, I think regardless of you know an unfortunate result for Wolves, I think they will be they'll take great confidence from that display mm. uh, against United, who are another side that we are expecting to uh, mount a, a, a challenge. For the title, I say Mount there, and that was so unexpected. But uh, now, no puns intended. No, no puns intended. But m- might as well just speak about the elephants in the room. Uh, Mason Mount, obviously, uh, underwhelming first. Left Chelsea, yeah. joins United, uh, who's um, wears, handed the number seven, the iconic number seven jersey, uh, failed to uh, uh, to um, impress. And um, you know, obviously, he's a young footballer. He has a he has, he, there's a lot. Um, he has, a, he, has, he has time to, to, obviously, it's first game. You know, you can't write him off after one performance, but the preseason hasn't been good mm-hmm. for him. And uh, look, he, he's obviously a player who's hardworking. We've, sh- we've seen his ability. Um, we, we know what he's capable of. And uh, we'll be hoping that he can manage to turn it around um, for because United are going to need him. You, you mentioned the number seven jersey. And, you know, the number of players that have won it over the last, like, Several years, you yeah, have to think of like Antonio Valencia, exactly like Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they've, you know, you, you wonder if it's a case of is the shirt too big? Is it, you know, a case of that that right right winger running down the flank trying to do too much? Because there have been some iconic numbers. You look at your Cantona's, your Beckham's, your Ronaldo's. Ronaldo came back and. And I believe he was the team's top scorer in his season. I know last last year and in the previous season, he was only there for six months, but he scored four league goals, which were match winners for his club. I mean, that's a number seven right there. Well, at least that's my opinion. That's why what I grew up looking at. And and I wonder, you know, do you think it's it's a case of the shirt is too big for him? No, I don't think so. I think everybody knows the qualities Mount has. I think it's just a, a matter of time and, and adjusting to his, his, his new team, um, learning about his new players, how they want to play, and also for United players to learn his game as well. Like, you know, the link-up play, the runs he makes, how he wants to receive the ball. So I think it's just about adjusting and, and, and working hard on the training ground with his teammates every day so so that it can come right for him. So... I think I don't think it's the it's the jersey that's that's affecting him. It's just mm. it's just you know I can't help but think um, obviously for for Mount's sake he's he's very young. We want him to um, we want him to improve and show uh, his capabilities, his class mm. for United. And I actually do as well, even though like I just don't agree with how he handled things at United. I mean at Chelsea when his move uh, happened. But I can't help but think of one matter who was uh, Chelsea's. Best player, mm. and he leaves to United, and he he looks like completely out Just of sorts. Fell off it, and yeah. and I I hope that Mason Mount look. He will obviously hope to not hope for his career not to go in the same path one Mata did. Um, but you know, just not a great first start for him. But he'll hope he'll hope to uh, improve this weekend against Tottenham. Mm. Well, you know, you mentioned Tottenham, and you know, going with midfielders that have. Um, what broken into new teams? James Madison wearing the number ten jersey, obviously vacated by Harry Kane. You, you know he had a decent debut, played in a really solid, solid ball for Christian Romero, and um, yeah, got an assist. I believe it was two assists actually for his his first game in the Spurs shirt. What did you think of his his debut? Very impressive, um, as expected. Uh, Madison's mm. a top player, uh, very creative. Uh, able to pick out a pass um, in like within tight spaces. Um, he has uh, great technique, uh, dead ball he, uh, specialist as well. He was he was fantastic, and I felt like a lot of Spurs' attacks came through uh, Madison. Mm. The issue for Madison is I I thought like if Spurs really wanted to get the best out of Madison or just like improve on last season, it would have. Been nice. I think most of us expected to see a link up between Harry Kane and Madison. Mm. We didn't know that Harry uh, it would be like almost like a replacement, even though yeah. midfield uh, attacking mid. But um, I think now the the signing of Madison doesn't seem so great now with the loss of Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm sure it would have been a like one crazy um, goal fest over that suppose, you know, because obviously you got Son on the other wing as well. And, you know, if Madison can pick out Son, squares it back to Kane for a tap, and it could have been riveting viewing. But, you know, Tottenham and United, you didn't mention that go head-to-head this weekend. And what is actually the 
um for me it's a feature game of of the weekend like yeah. you know what are your predictions there gentlemen uh, i see a stalemate actually i think maybe a 2-2 draw i think both teams are, are still trying to find their feet tottenham i'm not so happy with tottenham united them too not so convincing so i think it will be a draw tight game but uh, i see 2-2 draw for me chan mm. Yeah, look, it's a tough game. A tough game to call. It makes it t- uh, difficult to co- to to call because of you know the game's not. It's it's an away game for United. I wasn't impressed with what I saw against Old Trafford. I don't know. Maybe they will be better away from home. Um, mm-hmm. Just until they find their rhythm and and they can play in front of their home faithful again. Um, but I think, well, look, they have to improve from their performance against Wolves. Uh Spurs on the other hand actually impressed me. Mm. Um I, away to Brentford. Uh, I didn't Do you think they're just missing a striker? You look at Rashalas and he clearly can't fill the, yeah. the central striking but it didn't do enough for me. Um they, I don't know look, if look, Madison tried If, if Harry Kane him. leaves um look they mo- there's no two ways about it you have to find a replacement. A, a replacement. The problem is you're not going to have such great replacements. Um I'm sure you, you can look at a list of strikers that they could uh that 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 Spurs could focus on and and try to bring in Romelu Lukaku maybe um uh, Vlaovic uh from Juventus um I think Ivan Toni would probably be the best one had he been available uh, mm. I think he's a top striker but surely Lukaku is the one though look honestly Lukaku is not the one for anyone um <laughs> I, I agree fully. no he he's, <laughs> he's, he's just a bad he's just a bad has a bad attitude uh, he makes everything about him he wants to be the superstar plays for himself um try, uh, just uh, you you just hear negative stuff and look Spurs are desperate so they might even look there um but you know I just think you know the, it's just Harry Kane leaving is mm. just um Yeah, it's just it's difficult in terms of uh how I see this game going though and my prediction. I think I actually I think we'll see an attacking game. I think um I'm not really convinced with both defenses and I think uh, both teams' firepower what we've seen like they could get on the goals. I think both teams to score is is mm-hmm. one to look out for in this game. Uh, if I have to pick a, a result, I do see the draw is quite favorable to me, but I I think I don't want to sit on, I don't want to sit on the fence and I think I'm going to in just to pick a winner I think I'm going to go with Manchester United to edge it. Oh, oh, impressive, eh? What um, score? Maybe a 2-1. 2-1 to United. Yeah. Yeah, I, for me like I agree with what you said about Spurs being very impressive last week. You know, it is a way to to Brentford. Tough place. Uh, t- exactly the G-Tech to put up a fortress. Um, you know, I believe this year um Only Man City had considered fewer league goals at home than Brentford did. So, you know, to put two against them without the likes of Harry Kane, who's your top scorer, I think that he league goals in 38 league games um, last season. Yeah, just goes to show. But yeah, I think I think Spurs get something from this. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. I can't see a United win. I actually think it's going to be a draw. Maybe two-two again. Mm-hmm. That's that's the rest yet. But does sure. does does that Rasmus Hoyland play? Is no, I don't think he's fit. Yeah, he's, he's still. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I he's still seen. the last I heard. He's he's got some back injury, um, and then he's doing individual rehab. But um, yeah, you know, Spurs. You know, they got their man. You know, if you look at uh, as far as strikers go, they they wanted Hoyland. They got him, and mm. they've tied him down to a long term deal. They've bought mm. him with an injury, which shows you that they really wanted him. Um, yeah, really. I'm sure Tottenham, you know, for me El Nasseri also looked very dangerous. Oh. Yeah, against Man City in the Super Cup, so I wonder if Daniel Levy is looking at him. Um but yeah, speaking of Man City, they've also got a bumper fixture against Newcastle at home to um Eddie Howe's Toon Army who just hit Aston Villa for five. What a fixture. That, that's going it's, it's going to be a strong fixture. Yeah. yeah. Um You know the club world cup still um on the horizon for man city you know they still can add another trophy to their list um but sure with the with the injury to de bruyne do you think that impacts this fixture i think it does i think uh kevin de bruyne is a massive loss um you know the fact that he will be out for uh you know around about three or four months is is a huge blow um to man city's title aspirations and i think that you know no one wants to see a player get injured um but i think the 
the rivals who, are, who might be looking at a chance of, of, get, of, of taking the title out of uh, City's clutches, I think might be very optimistic. Licking they'll the they'll be, they'll be yeah. fancying their chances of like, you know, the, Kevin De Bruyne's out. This is a, this is a huge blow. Uh, cutting off the supply from Haaland now. We know Haaland is going to score regardless. But, you know, I just feel like against Newcastle, these big games, and, and Newcastle have, have been a big team. Uh, especially from last season, they showed how, how dangerous they can be in their opening fixture uh, against Villa. Mm. Uh, and and they reinforced. To, to hit a Una Emre side like that yeah. is just very impressive. So I think, you know, you're going to need your big players against in these types of games. And I think the loss of uh, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, it, it may prove to be costly. I think the one good thing for City is the fact that they will be playing at the Etihad. Mm. So they'll mm. dominate position. Um, they'll 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 dominate the play. Um, they they should create goal scoring opportunities um, through the likes of Jack Grealish, Bernardo Silva. So you know they aren't short of quality, but Kevin De Bruyne is a massive mm. loss, and it's a huge blow to their chances. But but don't don't write off Newcastle because they also added to the squad with with Tonali too. With Tonali and 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 um, what's here that Brazilian midfielder Bruno. Um, yeah, mm. I yeah. think that midfield is is quite strong. So they they could maybe maybe on the day if they they can uh, control proceedings and and they can also with Isaac attacking the line too as well. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good watch. Yeah, th- and mm. and look at you you just have to look at um, City's uh, fixture against uh, that Super Cup mm. game against Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla like really went for the jugular. Like you know they went and attacked City. I think Newcastle played the same way because we know Newcastle are fearless. Anyhow, yeah. that's just how he sets his team up to play. We know that regardless of whether it's at the Etihad or St. James's Park, uh, they, Newcastle are going to play to yeah. win. You know, I don't yeah. think they'd be as common possession as, as you'd expect them to be at the Etihad because, you know, this is the second... Um, fixture second league fixture for them but you know Newcastle team is full of energy Mark mentioned that they've added uh, Sandro Tolani they brought in Bruno Gameres but you know you also look at Harvey Barnes um also in the attack you know he, he could have a, a field there you know with Nathan Ake or Kyle Walker who really isn't the defender that he used to be um and yeah it is to like who are we to say that De Bruyne can't be replaced by you know Bernardo Silva or Full Foden who can easily slot in over there so it could be it could be riveting viewing for you know as a neutral I, I certainly oof, you know to pick a winner for this one. I think I'm gonna have to go to City win, eh? No, I'm gonna go City as well. Uh, myself. Is I, it? I, I, it won't be easy. It won't be an easy game. It's gonna be a hard fought victory. Okay, and clean sheet? No. I, no I, clean sheet. I'll say I'll say it could be a one 0 They could yeah, out a one 0 win. Two one for me. Two one, yeah. It, it'll be close. Uh, I think it'll be they'll win by a goal margin. That man Holland again, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. you just can't yeah. write him off against any, you know, yeah. any club in the world. He, he scores when he wants. Yeah. yeah, he's in the right place at the right time all the time. Mm. <laughs> so very well put there. What did you guys think of Cole Palmer? Is he going to be that Morris replacement? Look, he, he, he's look. I mean, when you lose a player like. Riyad Mahrez, yeah. a f- uh, former PFA player of the season. Mm. Um, you know, it's he's not easy to replace. But you know, I must say that uh, this this Cole Palmer, he looks very good. Yeah, a lot of promise. Uh, bags of talent, mm. Uh, mm. immense potential, and uh, he already has a good link-up play uh, with um, you know the City players. I think City. Um, you know, they, they look good. I think Kovacic is another player. I, I know you asked me about Palmer, but I think just the, the players that they, they, they've brought in, it just seems like, like it's going to click mm-hmm. all together. And I think that's just, that's just one of the many brilliant things about Pep Guardiola. Whenever he makes a signing, like or, or a new player coming in, uh, an academy player, or whether it's an, a new signing, they just seem to gel with mm. with the with the team, mm. the, the, it's it's always a good perfect fit, mm. and I think um, yeah, Cole Palmer, he could he's going to want that position. Uh, I'm, I doubt he's the club are going to put him up for sale or, or look to loan him out because he's he's been quite impressive. Mm. I think that uh, he may um, he mm. might he'll relish the opportunity to uh, to perform in Mahrez's absence. He did well in the Super Cup as mm. well. He scored, he scored, he scored yeah. as well, and he scored in the Community Shield. 
Mm, so, a very good finisher that yeah. like you know you shimmied and sent it to the and, and so that's stepping up against two top uh, mm. opponents uh, mm. Arsenal and Sevilla mm. in finals basically yeah. do they get uh, Lucas Paqueta over the line you know does Guardiola need, need to speak I, to the superiors I think at this at this time Paqueta is their priority now with mm. with De Bruyne being out for so long and and they're also looking at Jeremy Doku the, the Belgian to, mm. to add to the squad yeah. so so I think Pep Guardiola will put pressure on the powers that be to bring Paqueta in to, to fill that gap mm. because he's the creative player like Kovacic he's a good carrier of the ball he, he breaks up play so so having Paqueta there will, will just add another dimension to their game going forward with the likes of Haaland mm. always ready to go so I think Paqueta could be done by the time next week no. If they if they push, maybe they, it could get done. But West Ham, on the other hand, look, look, Paqueta may even be in Man City colours this weekend. You just yeah, you never know. That, that's just how they, uh, you know, they are. City are really going for him. Yeah. Um, and I, I expect. I mean, very rarely do we see Man City going for a player not get, get mm. the player. I think Reese James was like the one in like the the last couple of years where we've seen that. So I think. Um, yeah, I think those players will be added to Manchester City's uh, squad. Mm. Speaking of West Ham, they are in action against Chelsea, a good old-fashioned London derby on our hands. Yeah. Um, you know, Chelsea have won the battle for Caicedo. You know, th- even though they've lost in Kunku, they, they are looking like the real real deal, you know, if I do say so myself. And, you know, you, you look at this, this London derby, like first fixture against Liverpool, second one away to the London Stadium. Um Easy pickings, easy three points? No, I, I think we can never say it. I think the next weekend when they post Luton, <laughs> that's easy three points. But I, I think um, against uh, <laughs> I, I think against West Ham, I think you have to be I think we have to be respectful and uh, they may have lost a, a top top player in Declan Rice, mm. a leader, and yes it's a blow. And if they lose Piquetta as well, um, that that's that's certainly gonna that's West Ham gone. Well, look, they, uh, they the window is still open. There's still time to rectify it. Uh, West Ham weren't convincing last season. I believe mm-hmm. they finished 16th or 15th. You know, avoiding yeah. the drop. But I, I do expect a tough game, Dish. But I, I do think Chelsea, from what we've seen, from what we witnessed against. Um, uh, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. we know that they'll be hungry the, mm. the team is is young mm-hmm. uh, exciting energetic hungry uh, there's a desire to to be at the club and play for the badge mm. uh, there's a real willingness to put in a shift in uh, tireless effort um, there's a team spirit uh, everyone looks united uh, there's unity there's Pochettino who, who has a point to prove um, mm. uh, but obviously having gone so far with Tottenham but not getting them over the line in terms of winning a trophy um, so th- there's a lot of that going for Chelsea right now. I'm expecting a very positive season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, I think Chelsea, with the quality that we've just brought in, adding to what we've already seen, um, Romeo Lavia could come in this weekend. Um, um, Moises Caicedo as well. I think Chelsea will definitely win the midfield battle. We just spoke of Enzo Fernandez at the start of the podcast. I think the midfield battle is key in this mm-hmm. fixture. And I think we win the midfield battle and ultimately... Jackson gets a couple, I think. Mm, gets a couple. You know, oh, you speak of, of Pochettino at the helm and you know, he knows a thing or two about London derbies. Mark, you disagree with Chad's sentiments? No, I, I agree. And with the inclusion of, of Caicedo, I think Chelsea potentially could have the best midfield duo in the league mm-hmm. right now with Enzo and, and um, Caicedo. Yeah. If Lavia comes in, I think that's total is control. Is that a backup option or... Because surely you can't put all three of them in the lineup. You can play a four-three-three. You can play a four-three-three and dominate the ball with those three players because there's bags of energy, creativity. You know those. They Lavia got legs. He's got passes. Caicedo. Caicedo. He he almost looks like he has the same game as Kante. Mm. So so Enzo, we all know what Enzo can deliver. So it will be a tough game. But I think Chelsea, the way the way they're playing now and performing, I think they won this one. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's gonna be, you know, if I was a West Ham fan, I'd be very um, scared to to see both Paqueta and 
Declan Rice leaving the yeah. same window, even though it would be 200 million up on the balance sheet. And it has been reinvested. You look at players like Walt Prowse coming in. Uh, I believe Jesse Lingard has been training with um, with, West, with the Hammers. Um, yet to see whether he puts pen to paper there. But um, yeah, they've just lost so many players. Uh, Edson Alvarez, I'd say he's, he's he could be... I don't know if he's going to go into the starting lineup this weekend, but he could be um, used... Now so, and again, yeah, for mm. sure. I think he's he's not a bad player. He's I think he will rise. start. I yeah. think he will start. I There's think they need thing. him. Yeah, I think they need him. But who do you replace if Paqueta goes? Do you get players who can match that quality now in the market? It would have who, to be Lingard. I mean, hopefully he can. Sure. That's, that's hopefully that's a downgrade yeah, that's, for me. Yeah, that's, that's a downgrade that's a for down. Lingard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you look at his lockdown form, that's what I'm basing my my yeah, yeah, yeah. assumptions on. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're leaving it late, which means the Paqueta price tag could just yeah. go. Do, even. do you expect the, a city to get them at Paqueta? I don't think so, there, Sal. You think because having lost, yeah, uh, having rice. sold their rice, yeah. they're in a good position financially? Yeah, they don't. They're not under pressure to sell. West Ham are a selling club. Don't get me wrong. Look, Fabrizio Lots Romano of, said this is a difficult deal to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think with the player already agreeing personal yeah, the terms, head turns, I think yeah. his head is already going somewhere else. I don't think his perf- his performances might drop a bit. He maybe he'll stay professional and continue, but his mind is elsewhere now. With Pep planting that mm. in his mind that he wants him, so obviously any player would want to play for the champions now. Yeah. At, at the same time, though, like West Ham have been in this position for a long time, for yeah. the longest time. Uh, we, how long have they held on to Declan Rice? Yeah. There was always interest. Yeah. Uh, uh, West Ham played hardball, uh, and they 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 owners stuck to their they stuck to their guns, and uh, they refused to sell. They sold they sold at the right time, and while the co- player's contract was coming mm. to an end. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm I, I did think City. Would get there, man, and I'm still leaning towards that. But you have to. It could I have be a to transfer. Agree, I have to agree with you. Desh, it could I be think. a transfer deadline day signing. It might not be done yeah. this soon. Like you know, maybe it'll take uh, some time. Yeah, because West Ham do need to fill in somebody. You know, they also released Manuel Lanzini, who has been yeah. with the Hammers. You know, Premier League proven. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be I, really I think, with, with they, European football as well. Yeah, I think if they find the right replacements. They could put a a, a mm. hefty price tag on on Paqueta. Yeah, you know I, the yeah. for the, I think McTominay and Maguire were heavily linked to the move, and both those deals seem to have just fallen off the the transfer list. I think Tenal came out and said that if they lose Maguire now, there's not enough time to replace him. But that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so I thought yeah. those two moves have have basically fallen through the the cracks, and you know you wonder up front is it going to be the Jared Bowen show again. Um, but yeah, certainly at the, the London Stadium, we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, staying with fixtures on Saturday, uh, on Sunday, Crystal Palace take on Arsenal. Another London derby. Easy I, three points, Ah, uh, six points for me. Six points. No, no, no. I'm, I'm joking. Look, there's no easy game in, in the in the Premier League, and not even Luton. <laughs> no, give the new boys a chance. But um, Crystal Palace also lost a, a, a few key players. Saha um, has left. And I think Chelsea have... have, have um, are closing in on Michael on Olise. Yeah. yeah. So those are, are two key players from, from their part. But I think Arsenal, uh, Arsenal are going there to, to improve from, from the previous game and, and win this game, hands down. Mm. And Dukure, Dukure... Liverpool are heavily linked with him. In, yes, interesting in yeah. him having missed out on their targets. They yeah. need to. Um, they are getting an endo. <laughs> is, it, is it the endo or is it the endo? <laughs> they are getting an endo kind of player. So I feel for Klopp now at the moment. I, I really do because both both these targets rejected him. Imagine wanting Caicedo and Lavia and endo rocks up on your door. <laughs> Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. So so I think I think Arsenal get it over the line and and they get the three points for sure. Mm. Chad, bank uh, of the weekend. Um, I think so. Arsenal mm. just they they should prove too strong for Palace who are missing some mm. players. I think Alise, even if he was still there, was he was injured anyway. Uh, Dakura, I mean, you linked with Liverpool, your head's probably mm. going to be turning. Mm. You're probably going to be um, in the manager's office uh, asking, uh, you know, to be sold. Mm. Uh, I think um, Palace there's just 
This for me, Eze is the only, and I guess odds at Edward as well, but Eze yeah. has been really, it, he's I'm, been the mercurial for them. I'm yeah. shocked he hasn't made a move. Well, the, the thing is, he's, he's pretty much all they have now. I think it hasn't been a good week for Palace. You know, like the news came out that um, they, they they weren't too pleased with, with how they, they felt like the cl- like club, possibly Chelsea, tapping up uh, Olise. They weren't too happy about that. Looks, uh, His clause uh, has been um, activated, his release clause. They've also, they were on course to sign uh, Lewis Hall, the left back um, from Chelsea on loan. Looks like he's, he's in Newcastle. About he now. looks yeah. like he's, yeah, he looks like he's on his way to Newcastle. Couldn't even play this weekend for them. So it's, it hasn't been a great week for Crystal Palace. Mm. And uh, I just think um, that's that's just not going to do them any good coming up against an Arsenal side who are looking to make amends mm. for after missing out on the title last season. They've bolstered their squad, mm. uh, bringing in uh, the likes of Kai Havertz, uh, and um, Declan Rice will be spoke about. They've got quality in their team, and I think uh, it might even be a hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Well, I, I for one also think that Mikel Arteta definitely cracked the whip in the changing rooms at full time because even though they got the three points on home on home soil, you shouldn't be comfortable with a two-one mm-hmm. win against New, uh, Nottingham Forest, considering that the only like negative I could think of last season was that they just didn't come out with the title. You know, they had everything but the title. And yeah, from from what I saw, like the preseason was really strong. And, and um, yeah, I wonder if they're going to get out the blocks. Maybe this is where Arsenal season really starts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to teams that look that need a result. Aston Villa and Everton going head to head. I'd like to ask you, <laughs> what's your prediction first on this? Well, for Being this a toughies, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I I don't like to boast, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't like to brag what what I am an Evertonian. Um, against this one, I'd be happy with a goalless draw. Right now, I think I think that's what we need. I think that's what both teams need. Uh, just a small little cleanse to get us through the weekend, um, and then we start again on Monday. Um, Everton, right now, you know, I'm happy that Danjuma is in the fray. Um, Neil Mopé, he started, he got about 60-70 odd minutes. Um, he did have uh, a chance or two. Um, and I think one of them was a bit of a sitter. You look at Ducore, our the Everton Ducore. Um, the opening five minutes, we had a golden opportunity to start our um, Premier League season on home soil against uh, a Fulham team that was just promoted to mm. the Premier League. You know, like, let's not forget, it's not a Fulham team that has been there for like the last decade or so they just came back um i thought we should have we should have had them yeah um do do sorry do you do you think anana stays i think we hold on to him this season um in the future we never know but um i think right now he's he's like the he, he could be our best player to be honest i think mm. calvert lewin He's the biggest name in the club, but honestly, he just doesn't play. You Can't know, stay fit. yeah, just doesn't play. Um, and I would say our best player it is right now. On on, if he leaves, we'd probably get. I would like to think sixty plus for him. Uh, being a Belgian international starter, um, you know, he also chipped in with some goals last season. And um, yeah, I think uh, if if we if we get anything in the region of sixty, we'd have to sell him. I don't I don't want to, but to be honest, his career. Like he'd be better off. Being, he'd have greener pastures elsewhere. Um, but yeah, in terms of Dyke Paul, I think we it's gonna be a bit of a dogfight with Aston Villa this weekend. I think Villa are gonna come with everything they got. Yeah. You know, they had home soil, um, five five one humbling last weekend um, against a yeah a Newcastle team that's just been galvanized. But um, yeah, I think that they'd be the ones that need the result more. Yeah, um, I, I'm going for a goal destroyer. Um. Aston Villa having got swept yeah. in the first game. I They're going to come. They're going to come with everything I, they I got. I think they're coming with everything yeah. they got. And and their new signing, Diaby, looks... Dangerous. Eh? A, a, a real threat. Yeah, yeah he, he looks he's, dangerous. He's, he's a baller. And I think he's going to look to add a, a, another goal to his tally. Um, Pau Torres. I was just about to mention, yeah. even though they lost Mings, they've got a, a Spanish international. Yeah. He, he's a good defender. I like the way he plays. He, he holds the ball up. His pro, pro progressive game is also, is also good. Passing out from the back, so I think um, Tillemans as well. Tillemans pass off the ball. I they, think they made some good signings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aston Villa got a good uh, a good team. Good, a good coach as well. Good coach. I yeah. think 
it's just time time will come and i think mm. maybe even this game for everton <laughs> it could be could be the start you know what i mean yeah yeah Chad, yeah, you I, think it's also going the way of the Bullens? I, I think it's, it's, it's this would be a tight game for me, but I think home ground advantage, you have to give uh, Aston Villa the edge. Mm. They weren't so great against Newcastle. Maybe we can draw a line through it. Newcastle are like really have taken their game to the next level. Um, so they made it look so easy as well. They they did, and and uh, you know we mentioned we looked we've looked at the players in in Aston Villa's squad. Um, they've also managed to keep Ollie Watkins. A lot of clubs looking for a striker, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and they've kept him. So I think um, Villa are on course for a good season, you know, despite their bad start. I do think that they will have a good season. I mean, there were a lot of, if you looked at the predictions at the start of the season from the, you know, some of the pundits um, around the world, a lot, quite a few actually um, had Aston Villa. Uh, being the team to surprise the surprise I, package of the season to, I'll be the first to say I was that person to, like, to, to, to even um, uh, possibly even break into the top six uh, mm. you know so uh, there's a reason you know there's a reason that um, um, pundits and, and, and football fanatics were so sold on, on Aston Villa they have they well managed mm. good squad lots of talent in there and um, yeah I just think uh, the game probably having lost their first game Everton this isn't like the greatest fixture to face uh, to have uh, up next mm. um, but I think um, I'm going to give it to Aston Villa mm. to it's make maybe. home advantage count yeah well yeah. yeah I think all three of us agree it's going to be a intense fixture you know we can see Villa attacking I'm sure Sean Dyke is for me he knows how to handle handle the team you know he's played against your Man City's, he's played against your Arsenal's your um, Chelsea's Liverpool's and you know he's come out with some decent results even at United, Old Trafford. Um, that's why I think he'd have the advantage there. Um, but you're speaking of the surprise package of the season. Wolves, Brighton, going head to head this weekend. Oof. Very, very. We all know Brighton is a quality team, but Wolves surprised me against United. So I don't think it would be easy pickings for 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 Brighton. Mm. I've yeah. got a, an interesting stat here for you, Mark. Gary O'Neill played in the 2018-2019 season for Bolden for Bolton Wanderers, where he was the club's player of the year. That wasn't that long ago. 2018-2019. Yeah, that, yeah. that that's was like, right now. That's like in the last five years. And yeah. now he's he's coaching, he's coached Look, Bournemouth. I, I, I like the way he, he coaches, the way he sets his, his team up, even from, from Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. They, would, they, they look like they were heading for, for, for relegation. He came After in, the nine no, yeah. I think the Liverpool. He he's baptized. a he's a good coach. He, he sets his team up well, and um, his his philosophy, you know, defend well, stick to the guns, and and attack. So I think uh, it won't be easy pickings for Brighton, and I think Wolves will will, will give them a, a, a tough game. Mm. I think it, had we not seen game week one, yeah, we would be all yeah. on uh, Brighton, Brighton. We, the 8 and a half to 10 17 to 20 we would be looking at that including that in all multiples but the way Wolves performed against Manchester United you know at at, at Old at, Trafford, at Old yeah. Trafford and you know just the the the, the way they played um, you know it, it shows that Brighton are going to have a game on their hands mm. they've lost Caicedo Mm. Um, this could be a tough season for them, mm. you know. Um, you know, very rarely do we see like um, teams that have had great top seat, like uh, the Minnows or the lesser sides uh, that have had top uh, seasons continue mm. uh, in the same way the next, the following campaign. And mm. quite rarely do we do, do we see that happen. Um, so I think Brighton, they will be expected to win, but I think from what I've seen, I think we might. We might see a draw, yeah. Look, I want, yeah. one thing I do say is there's going to be goals in this game. I think mm. both teams to score is probably a top bet so in this bank yeah. 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 Yeah, you, look, you look at the, the transfer as well. Robert Sanchez, McAllister, Caicedo. You know, you're looking at first team regulars, the spine of the team. Yeah. Having gone out the window and then they come back and they with rip- four goals. Yeah. Like Brighton just, I don't know, they, they seem to be the uh, I think the it mystery. comes down to the coaching. Yeah, that, Deserbi honestly made them better. Like yeah. I don't under Potter, they were already I so think, impressive, punching above their weight, getting yeah. results. Deserbi took them to the next level. Yeah, I didn't yeah, expect the, it. I think he he deserves all the credit he gets. 
Look, and and he look Brighton also. The Seagulls have made some good signings also. I mean, mm. okay, look, uh, James Milner. Yes, he's old, but he brings a wealth of experience, mm. um, and 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 which is needed in in Brighton's uh, team. And I think also uh, Dahoud from Dortmund. Oh, Dahoud, yeah. yeah, good good player. Jao Pedro opened uh, his Pedro, yeah. as expected. We, and, we, we and saw him in preseason. The, the, the goalkeeper to replace Sanchez is not a bad uh, player as well. Jason, Jason Steele, Steele yeah. Yeah. He's, he's quite good. In I think league. he's had Premier League experience with Sunderland, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. He's, yeah. he's quite good. So yeah, I've lost some players as mm. expected. We these types of clubs, they're selling clubs, mm. but they, I think they'll they'll still do well this season. But mm. uh, in terms of the results, yeah. Difficult against I, I, both teams. I think he, my player for this match will be will be Pedro Neto. If if he can stay fit for the yeah. season, I think uh, Wolves have a, a, have a, a serious chance, player yeah. on their hands. Yeah, mm. for sure. I think um, you know Wolves. They showed how vicious they were against um, United, and I think they'll love to seek their teeth mm. into um, yeah in this game. Into the Seagulls, you mean? Into the Seagulls. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think this this one Cunha gets on a squash. I think he was. The most lively one um, at Old Trafford last weekend, and I think he opens in his account here. Um, yeah, looking at Fulham and Brentford, Wolves lost their striker Raul Jimenez signing yeah. for for yeah, Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, you know, and now Cunha stepping up to the plate, but yeah. Jimenez hits the woodwork on his Premier League debut for Fulham. Um, welcomes Brentford to the to the cottage. Yeah, it's. Look, Fulham are they they've showed last season. They 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 tough to beat. They tough as nails, especially when they're playing at home. Mm. They uh you know they've lost Mitrovic. Um they in talks to sign uh, Balogun from Arsenal, who's had a fantastic season. Um they actually uh are close to completing a deal to sign um Callum Hudson-Odoi from Chelsea. Mm. Hopefully they can get that done on time and he's in the squad to to play this weekend. Mm. But um they still they, there's still a lot of top players that they managed to hold on to from last season. They've also got the other uh, winger from from Wolves, Adama Traore. So that that just you know with with Hudson Odoi, William, I think um, Mano Solomon. He he had a really good season for them, but he's obviously moved to Spurs. Pereira. But yeah, there is still quite a bit of attack there. Yeah, do you think is as a high-scoring fixture in this one. I think, you know, I said the previous uh, previous game, I said both teams score. I think we're looking at another one, yeah. yeah same, I think yeah. there'll be goals. We know Brentford will, yeah. will attack. We There's know. a lot of pace in Brentford's team. You know, you're looking at Kevin Charter, Johan yeah. Wissa, Brian Mbebo. Um, I, I can see both teams scoring a, a, against the run of play. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like, it'll be, that type, of, it'll be that, time of, that type of game. Yeah. Mm. Mark, yeah. also, both teams to score, yeah? Definitely, I, I see both teams. Looks scoring. like we're in agreement on everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe. I, I don't know, but both teams will score for sure, for mm. sure, for sure. Yeah, I wonder if Issa Diop how he's gonna be. You know, he was once in the books of West Ham, and he hasn't really had the career that he that I thought he would be. Um, but yeah, I wonder if like he he could be a standout individual over here. But yeah, I guess time will time will tell. Um, yeah, this weekend's fixtures actually kick off with Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United. Friday night lights, uh, easy one. Uh, Forest Sheffield. For, I think I think uh, Forest should edge this. I day. think I'll watch AC Ding go. We can't disrespect the teams. You know what I mean? But I believe uh, uh, Nottingham Forest would. I they think they have just enough. have the edge over over new boys, Sheffield. Mm. I think I think they will just get it over the line. Yeah, you know Morgan Gibbs I was looking really yeah. sharp in, yeah. in that fixture. You, know, you uh, get how Forrest um, almost got a result at the Emirates in in the first game. I thought he was someone that really really stood out. There was also Brendan Johnson. Um, you know, we had that chance at the at the at the beginning of the opening stages, and maybe the tide could have turned had he found the back of the net there. Um, Sheffield in their opening fixture they were actually at home to Crystal Palace where their defence let in 24 shots Crystal Palace managed 24 shots against Sheffield United now with numbers <laughs> like that you you got to be concerned for them you know what I mean because when you come up against City and, and, and Liverpool what is and it Chelsea <laughs> and Arsenal <laughs> they they unforgiving those teams they don't give you a chance and if you're letting in 
24 shots against, against Crystal Palace. Then you gotta be concerned. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna be one-way traffic. And this one, Forest are at home, man. You know, I think Steve Cooper. There were a lot of positives, um, even though they coming over nothing last week. They there were a lot of um, positives to take away, and I think that gives them put a feel um, in this one. Um, I, I think. I'm, I think that. Un- Sorry. I'm going with a Forest win, yeah, but I guess all three of us. Well, Forest nine to ten. I mean, the, the odds are surely decent, but I think um, I, I think you know we've, we've been looking at games and saying both teams to score. I think this is an unders game. I mm-hmm. think we could see under two and a half goals. That might be something to look at. Uh, Half time draw. I, I don't think um, uh, both sides' uh, front lines are are so strong, mm-hmm. and I think uh, we could see like just a bit of a dull game for. You know, like that's not always the case on Friday, Friday night football. Yeah. But I just feel like, um, you know, it's it's surely a game we expect Nottingham Forest to win, and there won't be many wins for them this season. Mm. So um, we, you know, this they'll be looking at the newly the newcomers, uh, Luton being another and whooping boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't okay. expect Sheffield to be whooping boys, but I do think that they'll get the job done, especially at home. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well. Um, Chad, you said unders, but looking at we've got Liverpool, Bournemouth. I mean, that's a fixture that just has goals at Anfield. Liverpool welcome Bournemouth to Anfield. Yeah, that just brings back memories. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, Indo could be in uh, line to make his debut. At, at you, you on about this Indo? Right? <laughs> I, I think I think Klopp is is going for this one. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, you can't go for Caicedo or <laughs> anymore. So, yeah, so. <laughs> so he has to go for something. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm just enjoying it because yeah. uh, you know we bullied them a little bit. It's nice to see. Remember lo- uh, this time last season, um, it was Barcelona who were bullying us. <laughs> oh, Remember yeah. Rafinha, Kunde, whoever mm. we wanted, they had our number. We've done the same to Liverpool, so it's nice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm enjoying that. Uh, so enjoy your Indo while we enjoy our Caicedo. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think we all in agreement with the Liverpool win. Gentlemen, I think that's all we have time for um, this week's edition of the podcast. Um, until next week. Come on, you Gunners. Cheers. Hit the Target Podcast.